Hello and welcome to Engagement Express, the new podcast series for HR engagement and communication professionals. I'm really excited to host this show where I'll be giving you inspiration and tips on how to increase engagement in your organisation. My name is Katie CJ and I'm an internal communications consultant who's worked with many well-known global brands to support their colleague engagement strategies. Join me every fortnight to hear more about the things you should be reviewing and doing regularly to increase engagement. Bonnie Kahn is a communications consultant with over 15 years experience working across industries from oil and gas, FMCG to third sector and government organisations. Specialising in internal and change communications, she's also an avid advocate of employee engagement, which holds the key to keeping employees and leaders happily productive. Bonnie brings to bear her diverse experiences in journalism, scenario planning and communications on all her projects, is a specialist in oil and gas, and is also qualified in change management, agile project management and crisis communications. Originally from Trinidad and Tobago, Bonnie has lived and worked in the UK, the Netherlands and in Italy. She currently resides in Venice, Italy with her son and husband. Bonnie, welcome so much to the Engagement Express podcast. Thank you, Kit. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you as a guest. I'm so pleased that you agreed to be on this because I know you've got a wealth of experience in employee communications and employee engagement. So I'm very thrilled to have you on. It's an absolute pleasure. (laughs) So you talk about um, practical employee engagement, which really, you know, I really love the sound of the practical nature of that. What do you mean by practical employee engagement? Well, I think I think it, a lot of the, a lot of people in our uh, in our field, and certainly in communications, internal and employee communications, we all know what the key tenets of of employee engagement are. It's two way communication. It's access to leaders, active listening, being your true and authentic self, responding to issues in a timely fashion, using different channels to reach different people you know, keeping that consistent drumbeat. There are so many things that we already know. But what I've found in practice is that it's not always easy to implement all of these things successfully and perfectly. And it's because we are human and humans are completely imperfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like to say we are as different as we are the same. I mean, we have a lot of the same needs but we respond in many different ways depending on where we come from what's influenced us influenced us in our lives and things like that um and you know teams are different and again we make up teams human beings are very different different people different individuals so you know you would think that there's a stereotypical um description of of what it people are like but in fact one it team could be very different in fact the opposite from another IT team in the same company so the culture is very different depending on the people making up that team so for me practical employee engagement is not it isn't obviously employee engagement but it is understanding in a very very pragmatic way what your audience needs 
what your leader needs, and then finding that right mix of strategy and tactics to get them to connect to fulfill whatever objective that you've set. So it's really the practical implementation of engagement. That's so interesting. And I'm really fascinated by the idea of engagement as a concept, because one of the things that I took a decision on when I launched this podcast, or when I was creating the podcast, was not to talk about engagement per se, because for me, engagement is 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 something that is intangible. It's not really a thing that you can execute. So people talk about doing more engagement, but actually it's about the things you spoke about, the leadership visibility, the bottom-up and top-down communications, the two-way communications, the interactivity, the ongoing conversations, the creating of forums to enable employees to have a voice. Um, Do you have any thoughts on the whole idea around engagement and how organisations perceive engagement as as a a theory and uh, as a practice? Well, I think a lot of what you said is is absolutely correct and is is what you know many of us in this in this field are struggling with engagement is more it, 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 you, it can be seen as intangible because it's very hard to measure or get hard and fast statistics and results from it you know you're reading a mood you're reading comments it's it's not easy to measure like many things in communications not that it's impossible there are measurements that you can use which I'll talk about a bit later on as well mm. um, but I think in general, people know that they have to engage. Yeah. But because it's been but under this, you know, grand it's not it's not, it's not a grandiose term, but I'm just gonna call it a grandiose term because anything that's put under a heading is, you know, becomes this kind of big flashing lights type thing. Yeah, exactly. People know, leaders know that they have to engage, you know, team leaders, colleagues, everybody knows that they have to engage. But it's it's been so theorized, let's say, that it's become, hmm. it's, it's hard to describe, like it's it's become, you know, almost something that you must do instead of something that become, that That's is right. more natural to us as, because we engage with each other every single day. We engage with our colleagues, with our teams, with our leaders, with our managers, with our um, staff. We, it's a natural thing. Everything we do, from the minute you walk in the office and say good morning how are you Mm. you're engaging so you know in a sense it's a very wide thing and I think it gets lost it gets lost the the natural um, part of it gets lost when it's put under this kind of very specific employee engagement heading Um, so I think yeah, it is It is difficult to measure. And a lot of people do take it for granted. They either take it for granted um, or they just do what they're told. And again, you lose that kind of natural engagement, which is, which is the thing that I tend to try to look for the most. Yeah, interesting. And, and your background is quite uh, diverse and you have a lot of experience across various industries. Where in your... Um, your past would you say engagement has worked best and and why was that uh well I would definitely say it started off from one of my very first jobs I was I, I started off as a journalist and when you are sent out to cover stories you quite literally have to 
deal with people from all over the spectrum. You deal with kids on the street, you deal with politicians, you deal with Nobel Award winners, um, Nobel Prize winners, you deal with all kinds of people. So um, personally, I've learned to just engage and talk to people on a one-to-one basis Um, in terms of a wider engagement when it comes to um, engaging employees and and getting people to talk to each other in a very you know I'm human you're human listen we're just two people talking Um, that really came when I started working when I started consulting in Shell in 2011 just a a while back Mm. and you know it was it was an again an unwritten part of of that job but a really important part that that needed to to happen and then you know i saw the importance of connecting employees and leaders and obviously they saw the importance as well it's it's kind of written into their performance schools as well yeah um but finding finding just new ways of of connecting people more than the usual survey yeah i i totally concur with that approach because it's my experience that engagement happens quite naturally um and it's it ha- it helps if you're a if you're someone who's a natural connector which I am um that supports engagement within organizations very well so you can just become this facilitator almost of engagement as an internal communicator, if you make the right connections, build the correct relationships, and also learn how to connect the dots, that that really helps, doesn't it? It does indeed. I think, in in as a communicator, I think it's really important for us to just be curious about what everyone exactly one does in the team. You know, I'm, I'm when I the, the, anytime I enter a, a job or a new project, I I'm, I introduce myself to everyone. Yeah. Obviously, you do no use, but it's always, you know, what do you do? What do you, what, what are you contributing to the bottom line? Which they may or may not know, but you mm. give them a chance. To, you give everyone a chance to talk. You talk to them. You ask questions, and asking questions of a communicator has to be one of the most powerful things you can do because you really uncover what people think, um, what they want to do, how they listen, all of these things. So. It's um it's it's really useful as a communicator just to be the one that's really truly curious about everything that's going on around you, and I think that helps the engagement activity in the end of the day. Yeah, I agree, and I've used a similar approach at um, organisations I've worked with in the past, where I've picked up the telephone and spoken to people ad hoc, um, just to have conversations, um, general chit chat about what's going on in their world how they're feeling you know what their priorities are what their challenges are yeah sometimes that can be invasive slightly and people can uh, feel a bit uh, like you're intruding or that you're being nosy it helps obviously if you have a prior relationship but sometimes that's not possible you just have to delve in there but it all depends on the way you approach the person and talk to them and if you have that respect and that understanding that perhaps it will take time to build, um, to take down those walls, those barriers, then yeah, you can make some yeah. headways. One of the, the best things I think about working in internal communications is building those relationships up and down across left, right, you know, all over the organization. I, I really enjoy that. Definitely. And it's, it's one of the things that I, one of the points that I make when I talk about practical employee engagement, it's, it can be perceived that, you know, when you're a communications professional or internal communications, that you're working for the leader. And 
I don't know off the top of my head um, if you know how many people actually go out and talk to different audiences that they're working with and find out from them what they want to hear, what they want to do, what activities would be fun or interesting or meaningful for them. So two of the things that I, I always advocate for practical employee engagement is to A, you know, find out where your leaders stand on engagement, just yeah. if they're on board, if they if they are doing it because they have to do it, if they're comfortable talking to people, engaging with people, what are the settings that work for them? And then you take those questions and you also talk to, you know, people that they'll be engaging with, all the employees and the staff. And it's not just asking the enthusiastic ones. They are like super easy, right? They're like good, you know, really easy to engage and whatever. Right. Go find the grumpy ones, go find the ones that make the most noise <laughs> and talk to them and find out like, you know, what, you know, we have to do this. It's written down. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do? What would make it work for you? And what I've found is usually the grumpy ones. Sorry to put it that way, but some of them, some people are a bit grumpy. Um, it's, it's just because they haven't been heard. They've been part of something that's been an exercise, a meaningless exercise in the name of engagement. And they haven't been heard. They haven't been responded to. And this, I and from personal experience, we all know that this is not a great thing. This really can annoy people. So, you know, it, it kind of gives you a clue as to some of the things that you really must in, in address when you when you set out your engagement plan. No, I totally agree with you. And I, I've experienced those grumpy individuals many times. And you're right. It's only because they I do like the grumpy ones though. They give yeah, you all I like the grumpy ones because they're quite candid, <laughs> aren't they? You're, you're right. They are yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where the value is. That's where you find out what's going wrong and why. And um, by having Definitely. those conversations with the difficult people, it's not the ones that are, are, obviously you have to cater for the ones who are already engaged and already happy, but, you know, you need to find out why there is an issue with people who are perhaps not satisfied with the level of engagement. Um, and, you know, one thing that I, I want, I think is really important, and I really like the fact that you raised this just now was having a voice. It's so important for everyone to have a voice. And I have always been really keen to ensure that everyone has a voice from the bottom, from the very bottom um, to, to the very top. So um, making sure that you have a communication channel from very junior employees to very senior employees is my thing. Uh, I've done it a few times and, and people are always reluctant to do it, always, because there isn't much of a connection between very junior employees and very senior but where those conversations do happen and where you do create safe spaces um, real magic can take place I've seen it a few times um, and yeah, I, I definitely think, and I think do you have more examples of, of that having a voice well I think I think the you know the the digital channels that are opening up things like Yammer things I don't know if Facebook for work has taken off quite yet but Teams yeah. um, they kind of they remove they make it easier for for very junior people to talk to very senior people in the organization and I think um, the only thing that governs that is is social media policies right so once you're once you follow the social media policy you don't post anything you don't want your manager or your mom or whoever else to see on, yeah. on social media including obviously work yammer um you know you can you can have open conversations with leaders i've seen i've seen it support staff having conversations with cio on yammer with cios on yammer you know they're putting something out there 
how they're feeling, problems that they're experiencing, and up pops the CIO and says, what's this? Can yeah. somebody sort this out? Yeah. So, you know, really, really good things, great examples like that. So um, I think it's becoming easier. And I think people, the, certainly the younger generation, the 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 millennials and the exes, yeah. they are a bit more outspoken and less reverent of um, authority. Yeah. It depends on the 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 culture of the organization, of course, but and the country and various things. But I think they do tend to want to speak out more. They're more proactive about getting their voices heard. And this has been a real eye-opener for me. It's been so easy to get, you know, the 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 Gen Xers and the millennials up and talking. It's it's really wonderful. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's um things are changing and the landscapes um, of organizations are becoming much more flatter than they used to be. Hierarchies are are losing their their value um, and people are understanding that in organization in order for organizations to be effective, they need to be fairly flat um, and quite democratic. So I do agree with you there. And, and in terms of this practical employee engagement and the idea of rolling out initiatives that are easy for internal communicators to implement because often there isn't much resource there's very little budget Um, internal communications teams are very typically under resourced how do you feel that those sort of organizations that don't have the budget um, and the resources are able to affect um engagement well i think the only real resource you need is time right so you have to have leaders who are willing to make the time who are on board with engagement and understand how important it is to to keep people in you know happily productive is what i like to say Mm. um and then you know making that time you can come up with any idea for employee engagement anything that involves teamwork that involves open discussion that involves two-way discussion you can come up with any number of ideas um you know there's there's no end of of good ideas for for engagement Mm. it's the it's it's you you can do engagement on a shoestring budget it is the time that you need and you need the leaders to be on board and you need people to be happy to participate and and secure in the knowledge that they will be heard and I think that just it that comes from the leader that comes from the culture so what it's always the reason why I say when you start engagement you have to talk to your leader and find out where he or she is um, with engagement are they doing it because they have to or are they doing it because they genuinely want to hear what their people have to say I've I've done both sides there are some leaders that when they do it because they have to it is so obvious mm. I've, I've literally worked with two different managers one who did it because he had to and one who genuinely loved to engage and when you saw them both at a conference the stark difference was yeah. incredible <laughs> you know people flocked to the genuine engager mm. and could not stop asking him questions whereas the other guy had to go looking for people you know we had to get people to to talk to him so uh. it it really does start um at the top and you have to look at the culture when you're an internal communications person and try to find ways to make it genuine. Yeah, makes sense. And you spoke just now, you touched on culture. 
um, and the organization's culture and how, um, it, how should we say, it facilitates engagement and how receptive it is to uh, taking engagement on as a priority. How much of a role would you say the culture of the organization plays a role versus the culture of the people and perhaps the country in which the company is based? So for example, you work in in Venice, in Italy. Um, Would you say there are stark cultural differences that affect engagement from country to country? Um, well, I would, I would, I would compare. I would say yes. Um, obviously, there are. Uh, it's not. It's not a definitive yes. There are um, uh, differences. I think in some companies there's a very strong culture of engagement. So going back to Shell, they have a very strong culture of engagement. It's literally written into your performance goals, and it's something that you have to do, and you have to do it well. So a lot of people, it's part and parcel of the management training. You have very good leaders who who are actively, authentically engaging. Yeah. Um, and if I look at my experience from from the Caribbean, from Trinidad and Tobago, which, you know, by, by nature, Caribbean people, we are pretty friendly and outgoing and talkative, oh. chatty people. Um, it's almost, and but company culture in, in a place like Trinidad and Tobago is very hierarchical and very um they pay there's a lot of respect um and reverence given to to the to the high ups and the organization so they're not necessarily going to come and engage however because we are a fun people you know there's there's so many engagement activities there's every friday there's um some kind of cooking going on or people bringing food to the office or people are going out together as teams Mm -hmm. um engaging with their line managers in different ways so you know it's not mandated in, in companies like that but it happens naturally yeah so i think the the best place and it's obviously there's no ideal and there's no utopia when it comes to this but it's when there's a mix of the of the culture and the, you know the organizational brief if you have a leader who's happy and understands why it's important and if you have um staff who understand that they're listened to and they have a voice and they actually have a say in a future these are all really important things to put it all together but like i said there is no utopian <laughs> organization out there that's doing this perfectly they say that culture rather as peter drucker said that culture eats strategy for breakfast would you i would think yeah would you say that um the culture of a of a country or a region um trumps or eats the culture of an organization for breakfast or vice versa oh that's a tough question Hmm. i i don't think either i I don't necessarily think that the culture of a country eats the strategy of a company. I think yeah. company culture tends to be very strong and people really do like to drink the Kool-Aid when they do drink the Kool-Aid. You cannot, yeah. um, you, you cannot get them to undrink that Kool-Aid. Mm. So I think company, depend. I mean, yes, depending on the company, the, the culture is very strong and it could be either way like they are completely apathetic or they're completely engaged but it I think it's a I think in this case it's a company culture that trumps the country culture and the strategy as well. I would agree with you and you know when you spoke about Shell just now I know they've got a very strong engagement culture and I think you're right that regardless of where you work 
uh, within Shell, so be it in Europe or um, Africa, I know um, oil and gas has a, a strong representation in the Middle East and Africa, um, yeah. or the Nordics, for example, you're always going to breathe um, Shell through and through and be Shell through and through. So I, I, I agree yeah. with you 100% there, what you say makes total sense. And I, I love the fact that you you spoke about the sunny disposition of you know people from the West Indies, and I know you're from Trinidad and Tobago. I've been there a couple of times myself, and the people are so <laughs> wonderful and so happy and so welcoming. That must make your life easier as an internal communica- communicator. Would you agree? It it does. I have to admit, it's 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 a very easy conversation starter. Obviously, the question is always. So why are you here in the cold? Um, which I have many answers for. Uh, but it is a conversation starter. And I, actually, yeah, I found a bit of kinship among some of the leaders that I've worked with. Yeah. Who've had their various experiences in the Caribbean and they give that kind of far off look back to their <laughs> younger years. Yeah. It's been fine. It's been fun. You know, they they do. I am I am quite an approachable person. I think I, I kind of make the point of 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 whenever I go in to do communications in a team, you know, if, if I sense that there is an unwillingness to talk to the leader or, or there's some kind of protective culture around the leader, which we all know exists sometimes, which I think it's a bit silly. Um, you know, I kind of make it, I, because I talk to everyone, including whatever managers are around, you know, yeah. people know that they, they, they've got a trusted colleague in me and they can come to me and tell me stuff and I can I can work that into my strategies and my plans without that ever having gone past our own personal conversation so I think getting out there and talking to people is such an important thing and just really understanding people's personal motivations right so you know in the same way they ask me why am I in the coal country working here I also (laughs) I I, I get involved in their business as well and you know you share stuff and I I tend to use a lot of that stuff in my planning for engagement interestingly enough and it it helps talking helps I bet it does I bet it does and and you you are an engaging and warm person um, naturally so you know that's why I asked you the question I, I do think it must be such an amazing um, support mechanism for you you probably don't realize that it's there most of the time because it comes naturally to you but I think for others perhaps who don't have such a sunny disposition it's it's difficult isn't it to broach conversations and to talk to people who are uh, perhaps a little grumpy or a bit hierarchical uh, but if you have that natural ability to bypass um, people's moods or uh, people's hierarchy or mm you know, people's job title, then, um, yeah, it opens doors. Yeah. Well, I've never thought of it that way. I just kind of talk to people, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, very good point. It's indeed. a while to think of um, it that way as well, because I'm, I'm very similar in that, um, you know, I come from a cultural background, which is quite warm and welcoming and friendly, and that's the way I've been brought up to respect everybody, uh, regardless of rank um, or job title. So it does make my life as an internal communicator a lot easier because I don't see those barriers that perhaps other people do yeah it is true I talk to literally everyone on my way in from the security <laughs> guards to the janitors who come to clean up when I'm working late so you isn't it talk to everyone be, be yeah. everyone's friend and try and find out as much as you can yep definitely 
And if there were any key takeaways that you had to give um, to someone who was starting out in this industry or could not know where to start, did not know where to start in, re in relation to improving engagement, say they've been given a brief, you know, our engagement is poor, can you do something about it? What would you say would be the, the most practical and easy things to get those that engagement off the ground? Well, I do. I I do have my list as, as I do with many things. Um, so it goes back to a couple of things that I said earlier, which is, you know, find out first where your leaders stand on engagement, you know, what they're comfortable doing, how they what settings are, are important for them. Talk to your audiences as well. So talk to employees and staff and find out what they think is missing, what they want to talk about. Um, what what they would think are meaningful activities as opposed to silly stuff that won't be valuable to them and valuable for them to spend their time on. Um, you absolutely must, after those two things, set your objectives. It makes absolutely no sense to start off an engagement exercise without setting objectives. And you can't measure anything if you don't set objectives properly. So. Yeah. I would definitely say, you know, set your objectives, make sure they align with the business goals and and then, you know, carry on like that. Um, another thing I would say, you would have to be a bit different. So don't just go for the usual uh, coffee chat, although those are great. You know, we, we've got a tool set of, of very standard engagement activities, meet and greets, tool set, um, coffee chats rather, workshops and all of those things. But don't be afraid to suggest something a little bit different, especially now where a lot of teams are working remotely. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I did, a, there was, I was asked to do a workshop for line managers and they were line managers in three countries and, and online as well. And the point of the workshop was to was for the more senior managers to pass the baton down to the line managers so that they feel more empowered and we actually did you know in a lot of these zoom calls you see people you see students passing pencils to each other and things like that yeah. so we actually had a virtual pass the baton um going on uh to kind of you know be the physical representation of of that passing the baton passing the empowerment to the line managers so be a bit different um don't be afraid just make sure to suggest silly things yeah don't be afraid to suggest silly things like maybe spin a bottle <laughs> you know think about things that would be fun but that you can get value out of so if you did suggest spin the bottle it would mean that everybody in the room wouldn't have to get involved yeah and have to say something so that's the value in something like that right so it could be silly but it can be meaningful but it's important of course to get your leader on board with this if he just he or she thinks it's just absolute nonsense don't run with it <laughs> just make sure that they are happy with whatever you propose and you work it through with them and you onboard them and they know exactly what to expect on the day um i think you have to learn how to read the room so look at your initial engagement activities see how people are responding to them if they are more vocal fantastic carry on um, but if you find that there are, there are soft, there are no voice in the, voices in the room, that the conversation isn't forthcoming, change and course correct and find something that works for both the leaders and the employees that are engaging. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say, you know, there's this, this assurance that you need to give employees that 
when they show up that they will be heard and you need to kind of put that in in into motion so as soon as you you have to promise that leaders will get back you must make that assurance and then you must follow it up you must abide by it so things like this they validate and they make engagement activities far more you know useful and meaningful and measurable at the end of the day so i would say those are the key things mm. when you're thinking about practical engagement sounds great I, I love that so give employees a voice make sure you course correct if you go wrong no need to carry on on the same path if it's not working get leadership buy-in for initiatives before you go off on a tangent um, and just make sure that you've got that um, mechanism for a two-way communication and for employees to have a platform to share their thoughts yep so succinctly put <laughs> thank you <laughs> i love you <laughs> thank you so much bonnie that, that's so amazing i'm i'm so thrilled that you have taken the time to talk to me on this uh, podcast and um, really appreciate everything you've uh, said today. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thanks a lot again, Kate, for, for having me. It's, it's really a joy and I love talking about employee engagement. So um, I know we've got a time limit. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Engagement Express. I hope you enjoyed the journey as much as I did. Join me in two weeks for the next episode. Reach out to me and let me know what you think or if you'd like to work with me further at kateciche at wheretolookcoms.co.uk or via LinkedIn at kateciche. That's I-S-I-C-H-E-I. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And remember, opportunities to engage are everywhere. You just need to know where to look.